back to the D323 Library Podcast. I'm Amy. And um, I'm here alone introing the next episode for the Bubba and Beakers episode. So it's funny uh, when you are recording with <laughs> small children um, because that's because that's really all that you have right now to record with. Um, I, let me backtrack. I'm going to say this. I have been incredibly grateful to be able to podcast and introduce my students, my students, my students. They are my students right now because homeschooling hashtag. Um, introducing my kids into a new uh, type of expressional um, technology. And so we've had a lot of fun with this. So I'm incredibly grateful for them to be given this opportunity because if we weren't in this current situation, I'm not sure that I would be able to um, I'm not sure that I would put them on here. Uh, honestly, uh, most of the time when we do the podcast, I, uh, I'm at school or it's after school. Uh, and, you know, I have to kind of build it into the day. I don't normally bring my work home with me. So because of this current situation that we're in, um, I am. I'm bringing my work home with me. And, uh, and I am able to have the kids on here. So uh, those of you who haven't listened, this is the Bubba and Beakers episodes. So these are the elementary-driven uh, podcast episodes uh, for the D323 Library podcast. So on these episodes, we talk about elementary books for kids. Uh, and uh, my kiddos, Bubba and Beakers, are on these episodes uh, introducing you to your to uh, to elementary age books, uh, in the hopes that you are listening to this podcast with your kids or your grandkids, or listening to it with your students, uh, as well as uh, that form of um, teaching and learning is happening from the eyes of a child that is their age or is around their age. Um, it can be used as a powerful teaching tool. Uh, th that was the hope going into these elementary ones, um, because we as adults can sit around all day long and talk about what it is that we feel right is to um, have our kids read and I as an educator feel that they should be reading like that's fine and dandy but I feel like it's a lot more powerful when it comes from the kiddos themselves nothing makes me happier as an educator when I can stand in the library and I hear two kids telling each other like oh you should read that book that book was great I read that book and um, giving their own explanation uh, to books so that's what we're doing here with these Bubba and Beaker episodes. So with that, uh, I'm going to go into what happened is, is that our schedule uh, is, is uh, I'm not really even sure that schedule is a word anymore in my house. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Uh, we had to pre-record their versions uh, of this podcast. Um, it's a little bit shorter. We just did books this time. And so uh, I wanted to make sure that we had an introduction before we brought them on uh, and their segments of the show. Uh, first, we're going to listen to Beakers. She brought us five really great books, five or six really great books that she likes to read. And then a new picture book that she actually hasn't seen before that I picked up at a book fair back in the fall. <laughs> it just never materialized uh, in her collection. Uh, and then um, this is uh, something that happened uh, when I went to put her to bed tonight and asked her if she wanted to read that book. She very much said no. So um, she still hasn't read that book yet. So we'll, we'll get there and I'll update you guys on whether or not that she let me read that to her. Uh, and then the second half um, of the episode is Bubba, who brought his favorite books uh, with um, 
and there was one of them that he hadn't written, which was a chapter book that I really liked that was in my collection. So uh, without further ado, here's the kids. Three, four, five. All right. So we're here uh, with Beakers. She has five brand new books to introduce to us today uh, that she thinks would be a great addition to our reading library. Right, Beakers? Yes. Yes. Okay, we're uh, we're just going to go through them. We're going to introduce, and we're going to give some background information, and then hopefully um, you guys can get most of these, all of these actually, on Amazon. Uh, some of them are Scholastic books, so you can get on to Scholastic as well, and you can get them there. Um, and you know, if you want to support your local bookstores, it'd be awesome as well. But we're going to go ahead and we're going to tell you what Beakers brought to the table today. Okay, Beakers, what are you going to start with? Can I talk? Yeah, that's fine. If you want to try reading chapter books, you can. Yes, you can. My first one is Unicorn Diary. Unicorn Diary. So this one's new-ish this year to the Scholastic lineup for Branches. Uh, Elizabeth, have you, Beakers, have you read the Unicorn Diaries yet? No. You have not read it yet? We should try it. It's by Rebecca Elliott. And so the nice thing about the Unicorn Diaries that a lot of people enjoy. So these are actually, uh, they're not graphic novels, they're illustrated fiction books. And what happens is what we're seeing from our and from the educational end uh, is the fact that we have students that are going from picture books, like traditional picture books, to chapter books. But what happens is students will sometimes get lost because they become really overwhelmed with the amount of words that are on each page. So what we've started to see is an increase in what we called illustrated novels or illustrated fiction. And what it is, is it's pictures that are weaved into the story um, but with more words. So there, there's going to be a higher word count in there than a picture book, but they're made like chapter books. So the nice thing about the Unicorn Diaries is it is part of the Branches series recommended for first and second grade readers. Reading level is about at a second grade level, um, but lots of pictures to help along the way. It's also fully colored. Uh, so some uh, chapter books don't have colored photos in them. They don't have colored pictures. And these are fully colored, right? Yes. Unicorn Diaries. The back of it says, Bo's life is glitter terrific. Uh, Bo loves going into Sparkle Grove School for unicorns, but one thing Bo wants more than anything is his best friend. And when a new magical unicorn named Sunny comes to Sparkle Grove Forest, will, Bill's, will Bo's wish finally come true? Is that on the list mm. of things to read? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, apparently we're on to the next one. Okay, put that one over there. Wait. What? Inside. Let's talk about the inside. We did. We talked about how it's all color, how it's more words. Did you want to add something to the inside? No? Wait, Mama. What? Owl Diaries. That's I know. That's the Owl Diaries. We're going to talk about that next. Put that one down. You talk about unicorn diaries. It is because it's called unicorn diary. It is written in kind of a diary format. So it looks like it's handwritten. It's really good. Okay, let's do that one. This is the ma the magic mirror. Ooh, the magic mirror. Do you know the author's name? No. Can I read it so we can tell the listeners? Uh, story by Anne. Ooh. Uh, S-T-A-N-I-S-Z-E-W-S-K-I. 
it, this is also a scholastic book, also part of the branches series. Do you want me to read the back? So you know what it's about? You haven't read this one yet. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, okay. That's fine. Do you just want me to talk? Yeah. Okay. So this is the Magic Mirrors, and this is called, on the back of it, it's called The Ice Palace is Melting. No wonder Kara and Zed are too hot. The whole Enchanted Kingdom is in a heat wave until the Ice Princess can use her magic mirror to make winter come. But the magic mirror is broken. Can Kara and Zed help the princess fix the mirror, or will it be summer forever? So again, part of this Branches series that's really nice. This appeals to first through third graders, reading levels and second grade level, is the fact that there is photos weaved into this uh, chapter book, except these pictures are in black and white. See? Notice the difference? Black and white. Yeah? Okay. I think these were made a long time ago. No, these are new. This story takes place a long time ago. It's got a little bit of fantasy in it because there's a magic mirror. Kind of like Frozen. Osa Anna. There's no mirror in there, but it is a nice princess. Yeah? Okay, great. All right, let's talk about one that you have read. Let's do that one. You want to do this one? Oh, yeah. Okay, your teacher read that one. All right, let's read this one. This is another chapter book that Beaker's picked out. We have read this one. What is this? This is the princess, in, the princess in Black. The Princess in Black. The Princess in Black. <laughs> she has her own theme song in our house. We announce it every time she comes on the page or they say Princess in Black, right? Mm-hmm. What do you like about the princess in black? And can you tell us who she is? The princess in black is a superhero. She's a superhero. So she's a princess by day. And she's a superhero by night. Right? Because she's the princess in black. Yes. So she parades around. So there's uh, obstacles that she has to overcome. And, um, so in the, in the first book, you get introduced to her, she's having a tea party and then she rushes off and she saves something, but she always changes her clothes and puts on like a mask. So nobody can tell who she is. It's great fun. Right now, this one reading level on this one is lower. Oh, go ahead. I interrupted you. Chapter three. There's a horse <laughs> with a rug on it and a little daisy. We love it. Prison's a black created by Candlewick Press. Hold on, I'm going to scan it real quick to get numbers. Here you go. You can talk about it. The Princess in Black has a cape, a tiara, and a mask that has a tie. Yep. So it is um, reading level is a 3.2 uh, likelihood for first through third grade. Uh, it's really, I don't know. I just really like these books. Again, really simplistic. Lots of pictures in between to kind of break up all the paragraphs and whatnot. Do you like these books? This is by Shannon Hale. Yeah, we have, we do, we have an Aunt Shannon in our house. So same name. Um, this is written by Shannon Hale. Shannon Hale is a popular author. She does a lot of other uh, book series as well. So if you like this one, uh, you'll like her other books as well. The next book is Don't Let the Pigeon Stay Up Late. Don't Let the Pigeon Stay Up Late. Beakers, have you been staying up late? Yeah, have our bedtime is kind of fluid in this house right now, right? Yeah, 
We're staying here until May. Yeah, we're staying inside. And so <laughs> uh, bedtime is not as rigid as it used to be. Beakers, tell us why you like this book. It's because it's a pigeon book, and this pigeon is super funny. Yeah. One of the books, um, it's about the pigeon, and this is the book's name. The pigeon needs a bath. Mm. I like He's that one, too. He's all dirty and mud. Yep. Okay, can you tell us uh, what this one is about? This one is about a pigeon doesn't want to go to bed. Doesn't want to go to bed. This one's by Mo Williams, right? Who also writes what book? We talked about his book on the last podcast. What? What? Look, she's on the front cover. Oh, yeah. Um, Knuffle Bunny. Knuffle Bunny. It's the same author. And if you look... Knuffle um, Pigeon is actually holding Knuffle Bunny on the cover of this book. So this book is just about how Pigeon doesn't want to go to bed. and wants to stay up late. So he's trying to con you into staying up late. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things I like about these books, the Pigeon books. What? Do you want me to read that? No. I want to. Oh, you want to read it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Oh, good. It's you. Listen. It's... Getting. Getting late. And I need to brush my teeth. Can you do me a favor? Don't let the pigeon stay up late. Very good. Thanks. First of all, I'm not even tired. Okay, read one more page. We'll just give them a preview. In fact, fact, I, I'm in the mood for a hot dog party. <laughs> a hot dog party. What do you say? What do you say? Do you think you should have a hot dog party? No. Do you think you should go to bed? Yeah. The one thing I really like, and this is the educator part of me and the parent part of me, is we use pigeon books a lot of times in our um, in our opinion writing for our elementary schools, uh, asking those kiddos to write the question whether or not they think that pigeon should stay up late or should you let pigeon drive the bus. Uh, it's a good prompt and you know to read the book and then to answer the question on where their opinions lie. Should we let the pigeon drive the bus? No. No. I don't think pigeons should be driving buses at all. No. Mm -hmm. Should we let the pigeons stay up late? During this time? Absolutely. I'm not sure we're going to have a hot dog party. Pigeons should get some sleep, but pigeon can probably also sleep in. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you sleep in in the morning? No. No, oh, Beakers does not believe in sleeping in. It's fine. This mama's tired. Okay. One more. This is our last book that we want to share with you today. Beakers has not read this book. I actually just pulled this one out of a secret trunk in my house where I store books. I don't want to say it. Okay. I'll do it to you. Here, I'll show you. Ready? So this book is called Sweetie. This was on the Scholastic Book Fair. 
uh, for the, oh no, this was on the Follett Book Fair this year. And it's by Andrea Zoll, Z-U-I-L-L. And the flap cover says, sweetie is an awkward, even, sweetie is awkward, even for a naked mole rat. Her unusual hobbies include identifying fungi, interpretive dance, and talking passionately about her doll, warrior princess Zorna. But surely there are other mushroom lovers out there somewhere, and Sweetie is stepping it up a notch to find them. Uh, so this book is about a very awkward naked mole rat who beats to her own drum, and she encounters other mole rats who don't find her uh, hobbies endearing at all. And so it is about her journey to find herself and to be okay with the activities that she does as well. Um, and she kind of embraces that towards the end. I think it's really cute. It is a picture book. Um, the author, Andrea, is an illustrator for Wolf Camp, which is uh, a children's choice finalist as well. Uh, and so it's just really great. Uh, I fell in love with this book because I think the message in it is really strong. It's a great read aloud for our kiddos as well, kind of in that line with awkward and be brave uh, and things like that. Should we read this one later today? Mm -hmm. I like I that. She's wanna, a naked mole rat. I just want to take something off. No, don't take the book jacket off. Wait, well, wait. is the book jacket, is it the same on the inside? Yeah. Oh, it is. See, it's the same. Can I take it off? Um, No, not right now. Wait. Okay, speakers, is there anything else you want to add to our book haul today? We'll go ahead and we'll put all these books in the, in the comments uh, so you guys can purchase them if you would like. Right? Yes, I think my mom has read this. I have. I, that's why I bought it, because I really liked it. I just think it's a good addition to our at-home library, and it'll be a good addition to all my school libraries as well, right? Okay, that's it for Beakers. She'll be back next time to share more of her favorite books. Yes. One of the books that she wanted to share today is a Where's Waldo book, but there wasn't much to talk about in a Where's Waldo book, but Where's Waldo book, I think, even though I did Where's Waldo when I was a little girl, um, both my kids really like looking for world Where's Waldo books, right? Yeah. Okay, that's my, it. My brother took the yellow one. Yeah, well, Big Brother yellow steals one. a lot of things. Yeah, he even steals my toys. <laughs> Alright, that's it for Beakers. We'll be back next time. Bye! just love how like she just right there at the end just threw her brother right underneath the bus like it just man it's always so much fun to hear them talk about each other um i always am curious to see what the future is going to hold for my children uh but you know that will come to play later in life um so with that i'm i'm hopefully you guys enjoyed uh beaker's introduction to her five uh, favorite books right now. Uh, a lot of these are uh, amazing books for the beginning elementary, even kind of late elementary, uh, depending on where your readers are. But one of the things I really like about these books is the fact that older siblings, especially during our situation that we have now, older siblings might enjoy actually reading these books to younger siblings. Uh, so it could be more of a joint effort as well. Uh, the, the world of children's literature is changing so much these days that we are looking uh, at presenting books to our kids who are three or four years younger than the older brothers or sisters, and they have not been exposed to these books. So while we have a lot of the same books that are circulating through our siblings and like, oh, hey, I have this on the shelf, so don't buy any more Magic Treehouse books, uh, we are, we're looking at uh, a double exposure here. 
introducing our young ones to new literature and then also being able to reintroduce or introduce it to an older group of, of students through that kind of shared uh, camaraderie between those, those books. So um, lots of them, like I said, those five are particularly really great um, and also very good options for older siblings to read for younger ones. I know that Bubba and Beakers, uh, I will have Bubba read to Beakers um, in, in some capacity, especially like I said, like right now, um, she's just learning how to read. So I'll have him sit. It's good for him. It's good for her. Uh, so we kind of, some, some days are better than others when it comes to reading. Uh, but those are the things that kind of we try. So with that, uh, we're going to move on to Bubba. He has uh, five or six really great books that he wants to introduce to you guys, um, things that he really likes to read. And then one he hasn't read, like I mentioned earlier in the episode. Uh, so um, yeah, I love It's fine. So with that, here's Bubba. Okay, now we're here with Bubba. He's going to give us his books that he chose to share out today with the audience. Uh, he has five books with him, and so we're just going to get going. All right, what are we starting with? Last Kids on Earth. Oh, right. I love this series. It's a book about um, a kid named Jack. He There's a zombie apocalypse while he's on the way to school in a school bus. Oh. And with a sciencey friend. Sciencey friend. Um, description. Who likes to make a, a bunch of sciencey stuff. Okay. Um, so, and then he has, uh, and then he, uh, what was I going to say? Oh my God. He, um, he went back to his treehouse with a walkie talkie with his friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, one day, um, Okay, okay, okay. During the zombie apocalypse, he goes back to a treehouse with the walkie-talkie, and a zombie uh, was in his backyard for some weird reason. And then, so, his foster family um, left him behind, and so he went to his br- brother's treehouse. Um, so, for the brother's treehouse. Um, okay, so the brother's treehouse, he... The while he's um escaping the zombie that's in his backyard, um he drops the walkie-talkie and it breaks, and then he pulls up the ladder for from the zombie, and so I don't want to spoil the rest, so that's it. And okay. the author is Max Baller, illustrated by Douglas Holgate. So the thing about the last kids on Earth, it's about a zombie apocalypse comes to this kid's city, and he has to fight the zombies from his treehouse. Yeah. With his friend. Yeah. Yes. And so it's a, uh, it, it has several books in the series. I think they're up to like number five or number six. So we're going to have to read the rest of them. Right. I've read the last book. Oh, you read them out of order. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I just, I can't, I cannot. Um, the other cool thing about this series is Netflix just adapted uh, this into um I think it's like a short movie. It's one episode. It's going to be a series, but you can find it on Netflix. So uh, we've watched that before and it's pretty good. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. What's next? So last kids on earth. Great. Oh, the other thing is this is the, um, it's got, it's about a third. What's the reading level on that one? Uh, I scanned it. Third grade reading level. 
No, fourth grade reading. Fourth level. grade reading level. However, Three it is points. recommended fourth through eighth grade. So upper primary, um, fourth, fifth graders, definitely going into middle school. And then I have this at all my middle schools. Yep. Um, and then, like I said, it's it's really great for my fourth and fifth graders who are definitely reading above and content level wise that they can handle kind of that other stuff. There's always a, a brand of students out there that really like this kind of gory stuff. Yep. Clearly Bubba does. So, okay, what's next? Um, the next one is... Uh, Magic Treehouse. If you are very young, you probably have not gotten into this. This is a recommended first through second. Um, normal. That's, that's start. First and second is usually where kids start yeah. reading that one. And it's a chapter book. Mm-hmm. And a uh, normal po- amount of points is one, but depending on how big the book is, like the Merlin missions, those are normally two points. Right. So there's uh, there's about like 90 books in this series, and they're, they definitely, um, they follow two main characters. What are their names? Jack and Annie. Jack and, and Annie. And they follow, and they become master librarians. They do. Um, and so, and they're doing quests. They have to do quests. So every book is a new quest. going into the future and stuff like that. Yep. So they're going on adventures. The one thing that we really like, uh, about this series as educators. And then in this book. You're just going to interrupt me. Keep going. going. And in in this book, um, it's number 13. It's the destruction, vacation under a volcano. Um, it's about the destruction of Pompeii. They have to go and get an ancient book mm. for the the one who they follow, Mor- Morgan Le Fay. Okay. Um, so they're sent back in time to go fetch then, a book. And Pompeii is in the Roman Empire time. And that's it. And the author is Mary Pope Osborne. Mary Pope Osborne. Uh, like I said before, I was politely interrupted. Um... <laughs> One of the things that that a lot of educators like it's because there's such a historical piece with these books is that they use them a lot as integrations into their classroom and social studies. Yep. Um, so they'll read the book for like ELA, and then they also talk about that event during social studies time. So uh, there's some really great connections. They also have the Magic Treehouse also has a nonfiction series that are companion books to the actual books uh, that are really nice and like guidebooks and like sometimes uh, like handbooks that they can like students can actually write in and things like that. Um, so I I love those books. We have several of them here at the house and then the kids will check them out from the library as well. Yep. Beakers and Bubba. And actually Beaker should probably start reading those as well. I think that she's ready for them on top of her owl diaries and her unicorn diaries yep. and everything else. Okay. Speaking of the Roman speaking Empire, of speaking of nonfiction Roman stuff, what do you got there? Um, the Thrifty Guide to Ancient Greek: A Handbook for Time Travelers. Wow, accented and everything. <laughs> okay, um, the Thrifty Guide is a series of books, so it's a Thrifty Guide too, and there's a bunch of different type of Thrifty Guides to um, times and places. And, um, but this one specifically is the Roman one because Bubba likes Greek and Roman mythology. So that's why we have this one in the house. Uh, but the nice thing is, is if you open it and you flip through it, it's written like a guidebook. So there's, uh, there's pictures in there. There's other like block text. There's maps. Um, there's guides. 
there's small bits of information, kind of like reading an encyclopedia, uh, if anybody reads those anymore, that there's boxes up in the corner <laughs> that kind of go on about different tidbits along the way. So it's definitely organized Get to know uh, differently. Your Greek gods. Get to know Number your Greek one, gods. Zeus. Now I'm just going to read this in my head. Okay. All right, so thrifty guides are really great. Uh, again, you're looking at upper elementary school uh, and that definitely in the middle school. My middle schoolers like reading these uh, because they are not hard reads, except they're stacked with a whole bunch of nonfiction information. So they really like them. Okay, what's next? Um, the next one is Galaxy Zack Science Fair Disaster. Can you read the back of it for us? Um, this is a chapter book. The Competition. When the Intergalactic Science Fair returns to Nebulon, the pressure is on for sprockets. Academy students, to keep their winning streak alive, Zack is confident he can win. But when his project malfunctions, he will be able to get things under control before disaster erupts. Okay. This is number 13 in the Galaxy Zack series. We talked about this a little bit um, on the last podcast, and then we talk about it with speakers as well, is how important it is for students to stay and or still be able to check out and to read chapter books past second and third grade. There's a very large movement by teachers um, and sometimes even parents as well to, to get their kids into juvenile fiction uh, and juvenile literature earlier than possibly that they're ready. Um, and some of them may be ready to go into the land of stories and, yep. and all those other books. But there's something about chapter books that offer uh, this great sense of accomplishment. So for Bubba to sit down in a day or even two days and read an entire chapter book is going to be better for his fluency, for his vocabulary, uh, for um, his consistency, and has that instant gratification of actually finishing a book. Uh, so even though sometimes these are a little bit lower when it comes to reading level, it's equally as important. And not only that, but like this is book 13 in a series. If you were to smash all of that together, you would have the size of a juvenile fiction book. Uh, so I don't know. I just think that it's it's really important to kind of keep kids. If they want to read those, then we continue on. So the last Kids on Earth book, actually, on the back, I noticed it said the last Kids on Earth, the last Kids on Earth, Zombie Parade, the last Kids on Earth, Nightmare King, the last Kids on Earth, and the comic com Cosmic Beyond. Mm -hmm. There's actually no fifth book. I think there is a fifth book out. I there think is it a was fifth probably book. written. This was written and and published before. Before that one was? Yeah. All right. The last book here, we said this on the last time that Bubba and I met, that we were we wanted to share some Minecraft books with all of our listeners. Yep. Uh, we are, I think I said this last time, but I'll repeat it. We are a big Minecraft family. Uh, all there's four of us. It's myself, my husband, and then Bubba Beakers, and we all play Minecraft together at the same time. Including Sometimes our... not even on the same server, um, but we have a large family server. Yeah, that we might turn into a realm. Yeah, we we're talking about turning into a realm, but it's it's us, and then we have family in Northern Illinois. We have family in uh, Central Illinois, about an hour from us. We have family in Connecticut. Uh, and we all get on at the 
possibly the same time. So like la- a couple weekends ago, uh, we've, been, <laughs> we've been having a lot of fun with this whole stay at home order. We're trying to look at the bright side of things. Uh, a couple Sundays ago, there was nine of us on the server together. And it's about... Um, what server? And the my server, the one that I host, the our family, our family game. Wait, what? There's only allowed to be eight players. No, on ours, it's like... No, 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 no. It's, there's like a, um, a certain amount of people that can be on this on the server. Okay. It's, well, we I agree. I'll talk about this later. Um, but anyway, they, um, uh, we play, like I said, as a family and we have this world and sometimes we're all in it and nowhere near each other because everybody is doing like their own thing. And then we go visit. It's a lot of fun. Anyway, re- a lot more information I wanted to share. So we wanted to share some reading companion books that go with it. So for those parents out there whose kids are really into Minecraft, know that there is an entire publication section of Minecraft books. And so Bob and I wanted to share you. Okay, what do you got today? Um, I have got the official Minecrafters Academy. No, it's not the, is it the official or the? Unofficial. The unofficial Minecrafters. What does that mean? It means that it's not official. It's just part of the title, but I don't want you to give the wrong title. All right. So this is the unofficial. What is it? I can't read it because you're flaunting around the box. We're kind of, um, we kind of have 11 books with us today because there's six in this whole pack. So Matthew has a box set. It's the unofficial Minecrafters Academy. Can you tell us kind of what the premise of the whole series is? Um, it's about like this, these like four kids. And they go through a lot of times, and I can read you the name of no, all of them. No, I want to know what the series is about. So the they series know. is about like zombie apocalypses, going to the end, the nether, all that kind of stuff. So they are times. they in school? Yeah. Um. Okay. So they're going to school, and they have, do they go on adventures in each book? Uh. Yeah. Okay. Um, and each book is based around. Nate, give us a couple of titles. Uh, Zombie Invasion, hit the, Hidden in the Chest, Attack on Minecrafters Academy, Encounters in the End City, in End City, end Skeleton City. Battle, and Battle in the Overworld. Ooh, okay, all good. So, uh, parents, uh, teachers, if you don't know what that is, ask your local Minecrafter, and <laughs> all those worlds make sense to them because they all made sense to me. Ask me. Or you can ask Baba. He'll yeah. tell you. Uh, but anyway, this is the unofficial guide. So what you're going to find out there is you're going to find a mix between people and authors who are creating these, basically these stories wrapped around Minecraft. So what they've done is they've made up these stories of the characters and then the adventures that they go on uh, within the Minecraft world, which I think is I really cool. I was actually the first one to ever play Minecraft. In the family? Yes. Okay. Yes, that is true. I bought it for your fifth birthday. I thought it was fourth. No, you were five. Yeah, and I was like, how do you use all this stuff? But then we figured it out. We're yeah. trying to get our I th- I, I actually learned something new about Minecraft. So okay. if you use the trident in Minecraft, you put Riptide on it. Wait, if you use a trident. A trident. Okay. And then you put Riptide, Riptide 1 through 3, on a uh, on the trident. You're, it's only able to be used if you're in a body of water or is raining or thunderstorming. Okay. We're going to have to try that. I don't really like the trident. You don't? 
No, I have to put it in enchantment so it comes back to me because then you throw it loyalty. and it just like, stays out there. Loyalty. And it, I don't know. It's loyalty. Your aunt uses it a lot. I don't like it. Aunt Kate? What? Yes. Yeah. Your aunt uses it a lot. I don't like to use it. Okay. We could talk Minecraft all day, but we won't. So that's it. All right. So I'll come back with more books and um, we'll see you guys later. All right. And there you have it. Thanks, guys, for coming back to the D323 Library podcast. I really appreciate the overwhelming support that um, I've had from those people who are constant listeners and followers and those of you who are new to the podcast. Um, sticking around and staying through all this kind of um, this crazy mad world that's happening these days. But hopefully you guys can find some sort of um, relief in, in, in the pages of books. It's one of the reasons why um, so many people retreat into them is because sometimes we use them as a mechanism to escape from from our real world. And so um, hopefully with these episodes, the Bubba and Beak episodes, we can also offer that opportunity for our kids to fall in love with stories. Um, and a lot of these are series books. So that means that they continue to grow uh, with the characters. Um, so they don't just have to stop at one, uh, which is the great thing about series and why I really love series. So uh, with that, there are 10 books or so for you guys to kind of dabble in and talk to your kids about. And um, like I said, everything's linked below. If you guys want to find me on social media, you can find me on Twitter at, at uh, Amy underscore Stefanski. Um, and then you guys leave your comments and things like that. You can also leave comments or reviews on Podchaser at the D323 Library Podcast. Uh, always accepting reviews on there. We really appreciate uh, all of your guys' support. So um, stay safe and keep reading. <laughs>